This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. Big welcome to our incredible coaches that are joining the podcast today, Head Coach Vanessa and Head Coach Julie. Welcome, ladies. Hi. (laughs) It is a good day today. It is a good day today. The sun is shining. We have just released the Art of Eating More, Mastering the Reverse Diet, which is our incredible new course teaching you exactly how to create your own personalized reverse diet, which is super exciting. Not only that, you will also learn how to, well, what to do after your reverse diet in order for you to maintain those results and continue to move towards your end goal. So that's very, very exciting. But I'm going to hand it over to both of you. What has been the best thing of your week and the worst thing of your week? Vanessa, you kick it off. Oh man, put me on the spot. I was hoping Julie would go first. <laughs> I can go first. <laughs> Um, so I guess the best thing of my week was celebrating probably St. Patrick's Day. That was really fun. We just went out and explored like the little city kind of um, a little bit further away from my hometown. And then the worst thing that probably happened was I did get sunburned, unfortunately. So I've been dealing with that and just the itchiness and the peeling from it. So that's kind of gross. <laughs> was there lots of drinking involved? I didn't personally drink a lot, but some of the people I was with did. <laughs> that is like very, very Irish of they love they love what is that is it guinness that they drink yeah yeah yes i've never tried guinness but fun that sounds awesome but it's not great (laughs) it doesn't sound just it doesn't sound great it does not sound great i'm going to tell you that right now but maybe obviously people like it so no hate to the irish (laughs) this is beer right yeah isn't it i feel like it's like is it like a stronger i kind of think of it as like a whiskey kind of thing I think it's like a dark beer. It's dark beer. Okay. It's it's very bitter almost. Oh, ew. Yeah, yeah. no. I'm into Not sweet. My- I'm into sweet. Those like, yeah, the the alcohol that doesn't taste like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like candy. I'm like yum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like soda. That's my kind of alcoholic beverage. Um, awesome. I'm so happy. And, and Julie's just come back from holiday, so she's feeling super refreshed and looking amazing. Well-deserved break as well. Um, Vanessa, how about you? Um, Let's see. Best part of my week uh, today is Tuesday, and it was 60 degrees today in Connecticut, which is, like, warm. Um, So okay. that was super nice, and I'm very much lo- so looking forward to our summer here. And we had daylight savings. Um which was last week technically, but it's been super nice to have it like the sunset so much later. So that's been great. Um, and then weak points, I hit a curb in my car yesterday. Um, I don't know if there's any damage to it, but I hit a curb pretty hard, which is not fun. Um, but yeah, that's a, my, that's like a me personal can't drive situation clearly. So. Yeah. That's okay. You're not alone. The amount of tires I've bust from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaky. That's what I'm saying. It, see, it wasn't sneaky, though. I just full on uh, hit it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you'll live and learn, I guess. You should go check. And sometimes it actually ruins the paint. It's the worst. I know. I'm kind of scared Yay. of checking. Uh, hopefully not. Yeah. Fingers crossed. 
Okay, so nothing too bad. Nothing too bad. Nothing drastic has happened or terrible, which is... No, nothing terrible. You're alive and you're well, which is the most important thing. I would say my high for this week. I haven't even thought about this when I asked you guys this question. Hmm, my high would be... What are we? It's Wednesday for me, not even that far into the week. To be honest with you, it'd be launching the course. I know that sounds really annoying, but I've been working really hard on that. So I'm excited to have that up and about. Um, And then my worst of the week, oh, I've been having some wacky, wacky dreams and haven't been sleeping very well, waking up really early. And you know, when you wake up from a dream and you think, what on earth? Like what was going on in my brain or what has been going on in my brain to create that kind of scenario or to dream that? It's just wigs me out anyway that's that's been my worst but not really that bad it's been a really great week so far anyway let's get stuck into this podcast episode we are doing a q and I popped a question box onto my stories on Instagram to answer your questions the questions that we got through are really great because a lot of them we get asked quite frequently and they're ones that Frequently as in, you know, we get asked quite consistently all the time, but a lot of you ask the same kind of questions. I've I've kind of gotten rid of a few of them because some of you have already asked that particular question. But the first one I'm going to kick off with is a bit of a funny one. So someone said, what do you do if you have a pest at the gym? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to cover this because I'm going to hand it over to both of you two in a moment. But I want to talk to you about a few scenarios I've experienced in the gym. One lately... And I mean, they would never be listening to this podcast, but if they are, I hope you listen. But there are um, three guys and they just stare at every girl. I mean, stare, stare, stare. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. We all look at everyone. Everyone looks at everyone. There's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like it is very rude, very rude to just continuously stare at somebody especially when they're not giving you anything back and also in an environment like a gym when you're quite a large male and you're with friends and you're just looking at women, really looking at them. I was filming myself. It was so cringe. Oh, my gosh. It was so cringe. I'm filming myself, right? And (laughs) I've got my camera set up. They walk in front of the camera and start flexing. I'm not joking. (laughs) Like actually flexing all three of them. And I was like, are you, are you for real? Like I couldn't, you know, those moments when you're so embarrassed for someone else that you're like, I could just disappear. Like, just take me away from here. So anyway, in that scenario, I try not to give people like that any kind of um, attention at all. However, what I do do, and I've done this in the past is I had one older man, not wouldn't say older, I'd say middle-aged who was making me feel very uncomfortable through um, just like staring at me but really staring at me when I was doing an exercise and I, he got me on a bad day and I was like, right, this man is making me feel so uncomfortable. I'm going to make him feel so uncomfortable. I was doing walking lunges. I dropped my weights and he was looking at me. I dropped them. I didn't break eye contact with him. I looked at him and I just stared at him and glared at him. I reckon for a solid 60 seconds. <laughs> he, was, he was freaking out. It was so funny. Like just glaring. I wasn't laughing, nothing, just like just staring him down. And he was looking at me, looking away, looking back at me, looking away. He felt so uncomfortable. And I just wanted to give him a little bit of a taste of his own medicine. So if you're ever feeling game, definitely do that. They don't like it. And make sure you're not looking at them in a way where they think that you are like looking, looking at them. You want to look at them like with absolute disgust. Uh, and it absolutely works a treat. 
So anyway, that's my two cents. Girls, I'm going to hand it over to you. Coach Julie, how do you deal with a pest in the gym? I personally have never had that happen. Um, I usually, guys can kind of tell when I'm not interested in them. So they'll come up and I'll just try to be like very short and just like very standoffish almost. And then they kind of get the hint and they go away. But I know if it gets like extreme, some people have like reported them to like the gym owners there and they'll usually have a conversation with them as well. But personally, I've never had like a bad experience per se, but I just don't like when people come to come up to me in the gym anyways. So I always I'm just kind of like, go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I guess it depends as well. I think of like the environment of the kind of gym that you're at and the area that you're in as well. Honestly, I think it can draw a different crowd too. And the time of day. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. Vanessa, have you dealt with any pests? Unfortunately, I have. Um, let's see. I, I kind of do the same thing that you do. I've actually had comments made to me at the gym by older men. Um, which is unfortunate, but like that's only happened like twice. And if they don't come up to me and actually talk to me, which is rare, I'll just like stare at them. Something about me, if you're staring at me, I'm going to stare back at you. Like I will literally stare back at them, kind of like what you said. Yeah. Um, in terms of like dealing with it, if it was like something that was like really, really, really uncomfortable, I would definitely report it. Um, but in terms of just like navigating it on your own, like honestly if somebody's talking to me and I don't want to talk to them I'll just keep the conversation like short and sweet like obviously being nice but just being like yeah like, I'm gonna get back to my workout like putting my headphones back in kind of situation um that's kind of how I deal with it but yeah yeah I think people need to become more self-aware and be able to read the room that's the thing mm-hmm. some people go to the gym because they want to socialize which is completely fine but you also need to understand that people are busy and we only have a short period of time to get into the gym. We want to get in. We want to get out. Like, so if someone's kind of trying to wrap up a conversation, take the hint. They don't really want to keep chatting to you. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our advice. Good luck with that. If anyone has any additional advice, please let us know and we'll share it with you all um, or what's worked for you or what, what hasn't worked for you. All right. Let's get on to question number two. So... Is getting low blood sugar easily a sign of undereating? I'm already having three meals and three snacks with protein. Do you know what? I want to hand this over to you, Coach Julie, our almost registered dietitian. Talk to us about blood sugar and whether undereating can cause low blood sugar. Low blood sugar can be a sign of undereating, but it's not necessarily contributing to your undereating or it's not like necessarily the cause of it. So I would just make sure that you're eating enough like carbohydrates. And if, especially if you're eating a lot of refined carbohydrates, you're going to get that really quick spike in blood sugar and then you're, um, it's going to like go down really quickly. So what you want to do is kind of have that sustained gradual decline. So that's where you want to incorporate a lot of like whole grains, your fibers, things like that to kind of slow that blood sugar from dropping so quickly. Um, so that could just be one of the reasons why, you know, you're f- feeling this way. Also, there's other kind of external factors that go into play in terms of blood sugar. So if you're not having enough fats in your diet, that will also kind of help, you know, decrease that gradual spike. Um, and then same with, you know, if you're dehydrated or not drinking enough water, that can contribute to it as well, just because you might ha- be experiencing another form of like electrolyte imbalances. So just kind of look at your diet as an overall kind of thing and see maybe where you know you might be lacking in certain micronutrients and trying to fix that instead of maybe you know it being caused from just under eating in general yeah um the other thing I wanted to just ask you about too is I 
from my own experience as well, when I haven't eaten enough food, I have felt incredibly exhausted after eating the food that I did eat. So when I was under consuming, when I would have a meal, I would feel like my energy levels would drop quite significantly. And would that be because we've, if you had, you know, if you're not eating enough or you're leaving big gaps in between the spaces that you are eating, that when you do consume food, that affects then your blood sugar levels. And then that's how your body can kind of react after. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So the whole thing is just about controlling how quickly it's spiking and then how quickly it's dropping. So you just want to make sure you're also not like inhaling your food, especially too, if you're under eating and just like naturally just very hungry. So just trying to like pause and slow down and just really make sure that you're not spiking it immediately and then it's immediately dropping because that's what leads to the crashing effect. Absolutely. So in summary, I'd say for this person, really, if they have got low blood sugar levels, if you feel, she said, am I not eating enough? Which tells me she probably knows she's not eating enough. So that's most probably the case, but making sure that you're getting enough fiber, enough fats in as well. And if you're under consuming, it's really hard to get enough fats in. Sometimes they drop quite low. So that could potentially be the issue too, but yeah, great answer. All right. Thanks. Let's go on to question number three. All right. So what is the ideal strength training schedule and how many days and what split? All right. I'm going to throw that over to you coach Vanessa okay sounds good so ideal strength training split is one that you can do long term and that you enjoy and that can be two days a week three days a week four days a week five days a week I think a lot of times people get caught up in like what's optimal in terms of what's actually like doable and maintainable for the long term and I'm a master advocate for this like if you are progressively overloading in your strength training sessions week after week It doesn't matter if it's three sessions or four sessions, but more so just like what you enjoy and how long you want to be in the gym, things like that. So that's kind of my take on it if you guys feel differently. But I think honestly what you can do long term. Great. Absolutely. Really the ideal, when we look at exercise, the most important thing is you've got to think what can you consistently stick to? So consistency is key. It's really not about, you know, there's, there's ideals and a perfect scenario for every single situation, every single situation. But the truth is, is that life gets in the way, right? And also, it's also going to be, it's going to change from person to person. So somebody that is in their 70s is going to have a different ideal workout split to somebody that's in their 20s or someone that's wanting to get like massive biceps, their workout split is going to look completely different to someone that wants to grow ginormous quads. It's all going to come down to your particular situation. But above all of that, that would sit at number one is what can you stay consistent with? And the really good thing I like girls to think about is think about your worst week, right? So you're at uni, you're working, you're having to work overtime, you've got assignments due for uni, you've got issues with your relationship, life is stressful. How many days a week can you commit to going to the gym? That is going to be your base. And that's actually what you're going to aim for week in, week out, because we want to take into account the things that pop up in life that derail us, right? So your worst week, if you go into it thinking, no, I need to get to the gym five days per week, then when a week like that happens, you feel quite discouraged because you're not going to be able to get there five days. But if you think, do you know what? No, I'm going to get to the gym. I reckon I can get to the gym even on my worst weeks. 
two days a week, three days a week, then anything above that is an absolute bonus that builds confidence in yourself rather than setting yourself these expectations that are too high for you to reach and you're really not taking into account the other responsibilities or life stresses that you might have um, going on. So there's no, like you said, Vanessa, absolutely, completely echo you there. It really comes down to your situation and what you can commit to. Anything to add there, Julie? No, 100% agree with all of that. My yeah. training split has changed over the years and it's yeah. what I can stick to in that moment. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's so, so true. Do you know what I've been doing at the moment, guys, is I'm like, usually I've been on a five-day split, but I've been really busy and I haven't been able to do it. I haven't been able to spend as long in the gym. I've actually just been cutting my workouts short and then doing the other movements on other days when I can get to the gym. And that's not necessarily ideal, but it is what it is. So that flexibility and just figuring out what works for you and however you can get it done with your life um, is the most important thing. All right, next question. I am just interrupting this podcast episode to bring you today's sponsor. And today's sponsor is, hold on, it's GirlFit Method. Yes, today's sponsor is us. And I am jumping into your ears very quickly to let you know about how we can change your life. Now, if you're anything like me, you potentially may have spent a lot of time under consuming, thinking you need to eat less in order to look better, exercise more in order to look better. And maybe it's gotten you nowhere because it sure did get me nowhere. But the incredible news is it doesn't need to be that way. That is what we do here at GirlFit Method. We teach girls how they can eat more, improve the look of their body and ultimately Ultimately, find food freedom. If you are sick and tired of spinning your wheels, getting absolutely nowhere, and you want to find out how we have helped over a thousand women transform their bodies, up-level their mindset, and get the results that they've desperately wanted, then I would suggest heading to our show notes and completing our obligation-free application form. That'll give you a little bit more information about our coaching, what we do, and how we can potentially help you. All right, let's get back into today's podcast episode. I love running three to four times per week. Will this affect my ability to look toned? All right, let's explain what toned is first. What is toned? Julie, what's toned? When you have the muscle showing through your your body and you don't have a ton of body fat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, cardio. All right. There is nothing wrong with running. I think, and I'm sure that you two get this as well. Like it can seem like we demonize cardio. Absolutely not. But there is always a method that is required to achieve a certain outcome in anything in life. You want to bake a cake. There is a recipe. There is a method you need to follow in order to bake a cake. Now, when we talk about the amount of cardio that you're doing in comparison to you know, if you're wanting to build muscle, like you said, Julie, so looking toned really comes down to having more muscle mass on your body, less body fat. Now, running, we think about the signal that certain exercises send to the body. Running doesn't send a muscle building signal. It's great for cardiovascular health, um, general fitness, and some people love it. If you love it, that's awesome. But it's kind of like going, all righty, so I want to build muscle. Um, if I'm an Sorry, I'm going to backtrack again and say you you can still build muscle and run. Like you absolutely can still build muscle and run. You just need to make sure there's a good balance. 
You need to make sure you're eating the right amount of food, that you are following a structured training program when it comes to resistance training, that you're progressively overloading. And by that, I mean improving week by week by week, right? So you need those things in there. Then you need adequate recovery. So if you can't recover, you can't build muscle. So you just want to think about that. Now, what's going to make things easier is if you really focus, if your real goal is to build muscle, is to really have the priority, your exercise priority on lifting weights, right? That's going to be the number one thing you really want to be focusing on because it's going to result in muscle growth. So it's a roundabout way of saying, no, it's fine. But just keep in mind that there is ways of doing things to achieve an outcome, which is going to get you to that outcome much quicker. So making sure you're eating enough. If you enjoy running, that's completely fine. You can still build muscle. Make sure you're really prioritizing lifting weights and being consistent with that and you should be fine and resting and you should be fine. Yeah. All right. Next question. Um, Do you typically recommend eating less on rest days? Ooh, good question. Julie? Would you recommend eating less on rest days? No, I don't recommend eating less on rest days. (laughs) Your body still needs a decent amount of calories despite not working out. And if anything, the extra calories that you aren't necessarily burning at the gym, even though you're not burning a ton at the gym, are just going to go towards your recovery anyways. So you're getting a benefit from that either way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Vanessa, anything to add? 100%. I think people think that their strength training is burning a lot more calories than they think so that they have to like compensate on their rest days. But definitely not. I don't know about you guys. I'm way hungrier on my rest days than my training days. Absolutely. I am too. Yeah, absolutely. And also like you want to keep in mind that rest is when your muscles grow and your your muscles repair. So when you build, when you um, go to the gym, you lift weights, you get little um, micro tears in your muscle fibers. And the way you build muscle is they recover. So your body will fix those and it grows back stronger. And that's basically what muscle is. So that actually only happens on your rest days. So your body's working really hard to be able to repair those micro tears. So you need to be fueling it adequately in order for you to see the benefits of all the work that you're putting in too. So no, I would say I echo both of you. Stay consistent. It's the easiest thing to do. Just keep consistency. There's things like calorie cycling. I'd say that's more so for people that are more advanced, that have a really good grasp on nutrition. But for most of us, just staying consistent with what you're eating for the days that you're working out and on your rest days is going to be the best thing for you. Okay, next question. How do you help clients? Oh, this is a big one. How do you help clients with the inevitable fat gain phase of increasing calories? I'm feeling defeated. Okay. I'll take this one for a little bit. So I think with the methods that we have, it's a very strategic method that we have with reverse dieting, right? So just kind of letting them know like, hey, this is structured. This is like on purpose. This is kind of what you came here to do, right? Bring calories up. And I think working a lot on the like internal battle of body image is kind of a big part of our job in terms of like, okay, let's work through body image in terms of like, why do you feel like you have to be leaner all the time? Why, why is this, you know, quote unquote, the, what I say is like the end of the world. If we have a little bit more body fat, but your quality of life is so much more improved and your workouts are so much better and you feel so much better. Right. So I think kind of focusing on that and understanding like, Hey, losing body fat at the end of the day is pretty easy. Like it's not something that's permanent. Right. So we can, I guess, work on, 
the internal, you know, body image working through that. And at the end of the day, you can lose body fat at the end of the day, right? When you go about it properly. So understanding that it's not a permanent thing, but it's also not the end of the world. Amen. Love that. What a way to summarize. Coach Julie, anything to add? I would say that I echo all of that. That's usually the biggest struggle when it comes to dealing with weight gain is just, you know, the body image and working through like the internal like battle that they're facing with regards to that. And then just trying to, you know, reiterate, you know, focusing on more things outside of, you know, what our bodies are looking like and, you know, all the extra positives that you gain with like the space that they're in. And then just reminding them also that it's very temporary. They just have to continue challenging like those limiting beliefs about themselves and just really, you know, dive headfirst into it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love both of those answers. And remember life, there are seasons. I talk about this all the time. Tash talks about the seasons. Life is full of seasons and there is seasons where we just sit at a heavier weight because that's just what that season is bringing. But what you've got to work on is that you need to treat yourself kindly, value yourself in every single season of your life, regardless of what the scale says. And when you find that, it doesn't really matter because, you know, just like what you said, Vanessa, losing fats is a piece of cake. <laughs> Pardon the month. Is it a pun? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad phrase to use. But like, <laughs> honestly, it's easy. What's hard is the mentality behind it to change that. So we're sending you lots of strength. It's not easy, but it's a really important journey to go on because when you arrive at that end journey where you accept that, it's really incredibly freeing. Okay, let's answer two more questions. Um, All right. How do you manage training on vacation when you have little to no gym? I would say it depends on how long you're gone for and whether you actually want to work out. I don't really work out on holiday, to be honest. I like to just relax, enjoy myself. I'm active. I walk. Um, so, And I think sometimes we need that rest and there's nothing wrong with that. But then some people love because they've, they've got less of a routine. They love going to the gym and working out. Um, I don't know. Any kind of advice from you guys? Um, I'm the same way. I don't really work out when I'm on vacation. I've taken at most like a week off usually. Um, and I just do a lot of walking like you do. So I go walking around. I'm, I'm like a tourist in the city. So I consider that kind of my workout while I'm on vacation almost. Um, but if you're someone who just really enjoys working out, then probably just, you know, finding maybe a minimal equipment type of workout that you could kind of do in your hotel room or anything like that, or just maybe like a hotel gym that you might be able to have access to just getting in something there, but try not to make that the focus of your vacation. But, you know, if that's something you generally just really enjoy doing, then try to, you know, fit that in early and then have the rest of your day to just do whatever you, you want to do. Yeah. I, I'll, oh, sorry, Vanessa, you go. I was going to say, it's like for myself personally, like if the hotel I'm staying at has a gym, like I'll do like a 20, 30 minute little like workout. And if not, I'm not sweating it. I'll get some steps in and just like not worry about it. Um, but yeah, I know sometimes if I'm like going to somewhere that has like a cool gym, I'll like go visit it. But eh, other than that, I don't really stress too much. Yeah, I think I'm just reading back that question. It sounds to me like if you really wanted to work out, you'd stay in a hotel with a gym. It sounds like you don't have access to that and you're freaking out a little bit about it. So I think this is just a bit of a challenge for you. Like absolutely move your body. There's, you know, you can go onto YouTube and do some yoga Pilates. Like if you want to just move your body in that capacity, but maybe this is going to be a really good thing to challenge you to get over this feeling like you have to continue to work out even on vacation. Allow yourself to rest. 
create memories, don't feel like you actually need to work out because you really don't. You really don't need to work out. Now, I'm going to lie. I did Well, I did lie before. I'm not going to answer another question. I hope they've all been great, but I do want to announce who are winner for the uh, Gymshark voucher giveaway, which I'm just trying to load here. Here we are. Where are we? Giveaway. So thank you for everyone that has left a rating and a review. We appreciate that so, so much. And for anyone listening, if you do leave a rating or a review on the podcast, we are giving away a $100 Gymshark voucher every single month. All we need you to do is make sure you take a screenshot of the rating that you have left and you will go into the uh, into the draw to win. And I'm trying to figure out, oh, I found it. Okay, so... <laughs> The winner for this month is drum roll. I really need a drum roll here. Uh, okay, so we've got Becca Reith. Becca underscore Reith on Instagram. You left a really beautiful review for us. Please send me a DM and we will get that Gymshark voucher out to you. I really appreciate your support. To all the listeners, from the bottom of our hearts, we are really thankful that you tune in and we love bringing you this podcast. Um, and that is it from us. Everyone have an incredible day. Coach Julie, Coach Vanessa, what's one piece of advice you can leave the listeners with for this week? Mm, Make your future self proud. Oh, love that. Love that. Julie. Um, Let go of some of the control that you're looking for and just take care of yourself. (laughs) I, uh, yes. And I would say feel the fear and do it anyway. Have an incredible week, guys. Big love, Coach Tash. (laughs) 